Welcome to That's Good Sports. I am Brandon. Drew Brees is not retiring, which means Russell Wilson gave up his starting spot at the Pro Bowl for nothing, Perna. Now, maybe Russell just needed a little extra time to get used to the way his helmet felt with all of that new luscious hair. Drew Brees currently leads Tom Brady with 547 touchdowns to 541 and has close to 3,000 more passing yards at 77,416 to Brady's 74,571. And today, Brees announced via Instagram he will keep that statistical difference for at least one more year as he returns for 2020. Today, I will discuss the top offensive free agents according to NFLTradeRumors.com, and we know that not every scheduled free agent is going to leave their team, but I'm going to do what you pay me for, and what every teacher tried to stifle. Use my damn imagination, alright? Free agents, landing spots, my guess is, that's good sports. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good. Missed your chance to bet on the Super Bowl? Regretting it? Well, fear not, listener. Blue Wire is excited to be partnering with Bet Online to help you win big no matter the time of year. With March Madness, the Masters, and Major League Opening Day right around the corner, Bet Online has you covered for all of your latest news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to betonline.ag and use our promo code BLUEWIRE to retrieve your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, when you sign up at betonline.ag. Bring your best bets home with BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Now, free agency can be dominated by teams who have money. And the teams with the most cap space heading in the, into the 2020 offseason are the Dolphins, Colts, Buccaneers, Bills, and Dallas Cowboys. Now, Dallas has to sign or tag Dak Prescott and sign Amari Cooper if they desire, so that should immediately drop them out of that list. But financially speaking, any of those teams could dominate the open market by spending big. The craziest part of this free agency list that I'm about to discuss is that Cam Newton is not on it because he is not a free agent, but it seems far more likely he will be in a different uniform in 2020 than, say, Drew Brees, Ryan Tannehill, or hell, even Tom Brady. Half of today's episode is about free agent quarterbacks, which you almost never see in free agency. Two years ago, I had a semi for the likes of Case Keenum and Kirk Cousins, who inexplicably hit the open market. This year's possible quarterback free agent class is nuts. Now, currently, the guy number one on the list that I looked at on the internet is Dak Prescott. And given the latest rumors of Tom Brady to the Cowboys, I feel okay about imagining a scenario where Dak leaves Dallas and Tom Brady takes over. Fuck it, send Dak Prescott to New England and Tom Brady to Dallas and give us the most hate-filmed Super Bowl in football history with the Pats versus the boys. Sorry, Saints, I didn't say Pat the boys. Now, I think Dak, who's now saying he's worth $40 million a season, would be a perfect fit for 
the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts have the second most cap space right now with 86 million, a full three million less than the first team, the Dolphins. If you slide Dak into that offense, maybe pair Stephon Diggs with T.Y. Hilton, and you have a playoff team. That's how close the Colts are to being a dominant team in the league, I think. Here's the thing. I do not believe Dak Prescott will become a free agent, and I'm not sure anyone else does. In fact, the top three players on the NFL trade rumors list are misleading. Dak Prescott, Tom Brady, and Drew Brees. And the fact that Brees isn't number one is stupid, even though he played better than both Dak and Tom this last season. Brees played in 11 games and still threw more touchdowns than Tom Brady last season. That out of the way, Tom Brady's number two on this list. Personally, I think he would be a great fit in Guantanamo Bay or Alcatraz, but how about Tampa Bay, the city that just feels like prison? They have the cap space and big dominant wide receivers on the outside to catch his ducks and two tight ends and one in O.J. Howard whose potential he can unlock and I'm sure they can sign some white guy to play in the slot and catch 150 passes. Free agent Danny Amendola maybe? Maybe. Here's the thing, nobody really knows what Tom Brady's gonna do in free agency. Hell, he won't even tell Ben Affleck what his plans are. Me and Matt texted him. Uh, and said, what's the deal? You going or you staying? And this is what we got back, an emoji. <laughs> <laughs> so I really have no information for you. Casey Affleck knows, but nobody gives a shit or thinks to ask him. Even though he's a way better actor than Ben, the world is so cruel to us short Jesus looking like men. The Raiders have reportedly been willing to offer Tom Brady 60 million for two seasons. Now I mentioned Dallas, but I really don't think they are in play. And I don't think Tom Brady will play for the Chargers, who have one of the smallest fan bases in the league. Now personally, I think he goes back to the Patriots because he's a coward. And as competitive as he says he is, he's enjoyed an entire career of playing on easy mode in the AFC East. If he leaves for any other division, he's going to have at least to play on normal or medium difficulty. If he signs in the AFC West with the Raiders, he will be the second most popular quarterback in that division, third if Patrick Mahomes doesn't retire, and there's no way he's excited by the challenge of trying to defeat the Chiefs twice a season without Bill and Josh holding his hand through the game. Besides watching Brady crash and burn in another uniform, the best part of Tom Brady playing for another team in 2020 would be just to see how sad Julian Edelman is catching passes from another man. I'm going to skip Drew Brees at three, who said he's retiring or returning to the Saints, and now we know he's not retiring, so by process of elimination, that means he's not retiring. But it would be fun to imagine him back with the Chargers, who drafted him two decades ago, especially if he beat the Phillip Rivers-led Colts in the playoffs and then won his second Super Bowl by defeating Taysom Hill and the Saints. Oh, that would be awesome. So number four, Ryan Tannehill, who seems like he'll stick with Tennessee. And I think that's honestly the best fit for both sides as long as they don't guarantee it beyond a couple of years. But what about sending him to say Chicago and making that a functioning offense in the Windy City? Allen Robinson is similar to A.J. Brown, and Tannehill could easily push them over the top and return to the playoffs if they are brave enough to get rid of Mitch Trubisky which I doubt they are. 
there's still a chance he can kill that narrative and turn out to be better than Mahomes and Watson. That's right, Trubisky wasn't drafted too high. Then we have Amari Cooper. A big reason for the Cowboys' success on offense this last season and a half, but Hard to pay given the Ezekiel Elliott contract and the potential Dak Prescott contract and a deep wide receiver draft class. Someone that could desperately use a guy on the outside. I don't know, the Green Bay Packers? They only have about 24 million in cap space, so they might have to get creative, but they could save a lot of money, about 8 million, by cutting tight end Jimmy Graham. Tom Brady didn't have any receiving weapons last year. Well, welcome to the last three seasons for Aaron Rodgers. Get him someone to throw the ball to is what I'm saying. I'm also sort of skipping guard Brandon Scherf because I know you didn't click on this video to hear me talk about offensive linemen, but let's pretend he's gonna go to the Jets who need as many good linemen as they can use if they don't want to lose Sam Darnold in a poltergeist-like situation. Which takes us to AJ Green who did not play last season and would be a really good presence for a rookie quarterback in Joe Burrow. But that's boring as hell because they'll probably still suck next year anyway. However, it would be smart if the Bengals drafted Joe Burrow and then drafted cornerback AJ Green. But every day we get closer to the draft, it seems like Joe Burrow is less excited about playing for the Bengals. Apparently now, Carson Palmer has warned him about how shitty the organization is and referenced the Cardinals. The Cardinals as an organization that wants to win in contrast to the Bengals. No, I mean, I, I, that, that's why I wanted out, because I, don't, I, don't, I never felt like the organization was really trying to win a Super Bowl. I then went and played for Michael Bidwell in Arizona, and Michael was all about winning. No, 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 Joe, you don't want to eat that mixed spaghetti. That will kill you. Eat a winner like the Double Down Dog of Arizona. It's a hot dog between chicken buns. That's how you know they care about winning. That's a weird analogy. Anyway, I want to put AJ Green over with the Buffalo Bills because although they have two good options in John Brown and Cole Beasley, I want Josh Allen to have a bigger target to make him look less wildly inaccurate than he already is. Sorry, Bills fans. Josh did improve, but he has a long way to go. Maybe they just add the speedy Robbie Anderson and become the low-rent Chiefs of 2020. Then we have my favorite free agent, Derrick Henry, the NFL's rushing leader and slayer of giants. Now, it's probably never a good idea to pay running backs big second contracts, but thinking about his battering ram of a body on the Steelers feels right but also a little dirty, like a back massage from Big Ben or Mason Rudolph putting a Black Lives Matter sign in his yard when we all know he has his great-granddaddy's clan uniform hidden in a secret compartment in his closet. Sorry, I did just binge Watchmen on HBO. Now, a better value back in this free agency group is Melvin Gordon. Like Philip Rivers, he's getting the hell out of... out of Long Beach or Corona or Disneyland, wherever the, wherever the fuck the Chargers are. Like Le'Veon Bell, Gordon proved taking too much time off as a running back really isn't a good thing. Gordon isn't as good as Derrick Henry, but is also 26 years old and could be very productive with the right team at a far cheaper price. Which takes us to our first and only tight end on the list, Hunter Henry. And this is devastating, but you'd be a perfect patriot. We sorely missed Gronk in their passing and blocking game last year. Knowing them, they'll probably find a way to get Austin Hooper as well. 
Henry and Hooper, the less fun and less murdery version of Gronk and Aaron Hernandez. It's like going from watching South Park to SpongeBob. Both great, but in very different ways. Finally, planting his seed at number 10 is the one and only Big Daddy Rivers. It doesn't feel right envisioning Phil without a lightning bolt on his helmet, which was, of course, a symbol for the speed at which his semen travels. But for the sake of fun, let's put Rivers on the Panthers in the state where he went to college. I would probably see him going to the Bucks, but I think Christian McCaffrey could break Michael Thomas's reception record from last year with old check down Rivers shot putting him the ball. Philip yeah. Rivers, do you have a landing spot for him? What are your thoughts on that <sighs> that divorce right there? Um, I think he can go to the Colts. Um, I, I don't know. And here's a couple wild card guys. Taysom Hill, Teddy Bridgewater. This is a bizarre case because I'm not really sure how you would classify Taysom Hill, but he says he wants to be a franchise quarterback, and I'm sure one team will probably give him that opportunity. And for some reason, it feels like the Raiders. You don't even need to get rid of Derek Carr right away, but you can slowly incorporate Taysom Hill into the offense and transition over to him once they get tired of Carr, which they definitely will. And as a Mormon, you don't have to worry about him falling prey to the ungodly Sodom and Gomorrah that is the Las Vegas Strip. Equally interesting is Teddy Bridgewater, who is now reportedly seeking 30 million per season, which is astronomically high, and I probably like Teddy more than most. Teddy makes sense on every good team who just needs a quarterback to not throw 30 picks in a season. If you're a free agent quarterback, I really don't know why Tampa Bay wouldn't be your number one destination. Breeze returning to the Saints really sets up the stage for a Bridgewater exit as Taysom Hill can still be used in that offense as well every weekend and suffice as a backup if Breeze gets hurt again. Assuming they promise Taysom Hill the starting job once Breeze actually retires. It's crazy. If you take guys like Bridgewater, Brady, and Rivers out of the equation, I'd be talking about tackles Jack Conklin and Anthony Costanzo, wide receiver Robbie Anderson, wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders, but they don't get attention because there's too many damn QBs. The Minnesota Vikings are also interested in trading Stephon Diggs, who the Denver Broncos are supposedly, allegedly interested in making a deal for. Patriots fans seem to think of Bill Belichick Belichick traded for Diggs, that alone would be enough for Tom Brady to return to New England. That also sounds like a personal nightmare, particularly if Nikhil Harry turns out to be uh, good and they grab a tight end. But there are wide receiver needy teams who may be willing to give up a lot more than the Patriots for Diggs. The Steelers, the Las Vegas Raiders, the Seahawks again, and who the hell knows what the Colts and Dolphins will do with all of that money they have. Brady, Rivers, possibly Jameis Winston are all icons for their teams that could be putting on new jerseys or no jerseys at all next year. And the thought of that makes me feel older than when I spot a gray pube. Thanks for watching another episode of That's Good Sports. Please subscribe here on YouTube. If you're not subscribed on the tubes, you're gonna find more gray pubes than me. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good.